0: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Of course, that's not really true today or any day. We have great people with lots of rational thoughts. And uh, today we've got a very distinguished guest. I got to tell you, I'm very uh, excited to bring on our guest today and the Author Brand show. Make sure you click below and click the subscribe button. There's some free goodies for people who subscribe, so don't forget your freebies. Um, our guest today is a native of Chicago, Illinois. At the age of 15, he his family moved from Chicago's South Side public housing projects to Allegen, Michigan, where he later graduated in 63 from the high school there. He attended African-American mixed race and predominantly white schools, typically living in diverse communities. And after receiving an associate's in arts degree at Kennedy King College, he attended Chicago State University, acquiring a bachelor's degree in geography with a minor in history. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff about that today. Um, He's worked for more than a decade for a major airline at Chicago, at Chicago O'Hare. In 81, he founded one of the largest minority-owned advertising specialty companies in southwest Michigan, selling products to major corporations, businesses, colleges, and universities. He has traveled extensively throughout the world. Being semi-retired, he's enjoyed the opportunity to work as a movie extra, motivational speaker, substitute teacher for Chicago Public Schools. His book series, The Road From Money, it's his first novel. It's based on the true stories told to him by several family members over the years. And what's cool about this, he's he's woven together fact and fiction into a dynamic portrayal of historical events of the era. Sounds like Forrest Gump. Uh, Including music, uh, inventions, and the journey of a young Negro girl from her family living under the trying times of Jim Crow in the South. So without further delay, let's uh, welcome our guest today. Sylvester Boyd. Sylvester, it's good to have you on the show today, sir.
1: Thanks for having me, Doug. I appreciate it.
0: Wow. So you've had an amazing background here. Um, I want to go right to the, the thing you mentioned earlier, which was the history and geography. What got you interested? What was the catalyst to get your degree in those those studies?
1: Well, you know, I've always just sort of an innate thing that I basically have always liked the study of people and and places and things. So uh, history is, uh, in in high school, I had some very good history teachers and in college. I also had uh, very good history teachers. And, uh, you know, I I just, uh, it just caught on with me. Uh, You know, I, I think one of our problems in this world is that we don't know history. I mean, we all know about uh, computers and and, and, uh, these space age type things, but we are all part of history. What I did 20 minutes ago is part of my history, and everybody has a history, and history goes into very many different areas. You can have cultural history, uh, you can have uh, geographic history, and uh, it's a very fascinating subject. Uh, I have uh, also uh, kind of specialized in military history. which talks about all the wars and in, uh, in the world. So a uh, very, very interesting dynamic subject.
0: I'm very curious about this topic. Um, it's it's so funny when I, I'm a big fan of it. My brother-in-law is a huge fan of it. And once, somebody told me once a, a line that maybe really pause and think about this, but it's especially when it comes to conflicts, wars especially. And, you know, we're coming from our, our perspective being, you know, in the U.S., which is 5% of the world population. But he said to me, you know, history is always written by the victors. The people who lose the wars, they don't really write the history. The only people that win establish the baseline. I keep thinking of, like, all the all the bad things we've done, you know. Um, I have, a, a, you know, friends in the Philippines, and i watching MacArthur. I'm like, oh, MacArthur was our hero. You know, but six years before that, we were slaughtering them left and right. It's, it's just, it's interesting that we, there's so much history, we tend to forget it. Would you have a comment on that?
1: Uh, well, history, uh, you know, talking about uh, MacArthur, uh, to the victory belongs to spoiled. I mean, that's sort of a saying. So you, uh, I write, I'm a writer. So the characters in my book, I can make them do or say anything that I want them to do or say. So that's kind of the way history is. Uh, one fascinating fact, America as a country has been at war every year with the exception of about 15 to 16 years. Out of our whole history, we've always been fighting. So we're a very warlike country. We don't like to admit it. Uh, we have uh, troops scattered from one end of the world to the other. We occupy countries. I mean, these are facts. And I think what we have to get away from is distinguishing distinct fact from fiction. Fiction will lead you to a place that fiction goes. but truth will always be truth. I'm on your program right now. That's a true fact. Now, however you alter it, change it, or dictate it differently, it will always be a fact that I'm on your program right now. Uh, Our history has been one of uh, a lot of deletions. We have a lot of deletions. Uh, We don't wanna look at our history as a country, not not true history. Now, we have a history that we feel real good about. But things happen in the world and everything in the world is related to something else that happened in the world. Uh, Countries are just like people. You know, if I do something that's disrespectful to you, uh, you're gonna be upset about it. You may wanna be vengeful about it. And so countries are pretty much the same. Uh, And if I take something from you, you will always say you disrespected me and you will always have sort of an a grievance against me. So th- those kinds of things we don't look at. I can give you some examples of history's deletion. Uh, you know, we have deleted a lot of history. Did you know that the Lone Ranger was based on an African-American character or every time you put a potato chip to your mouth, there was an African-American inventor, Mr. Crumb. Uh, so you know, the, the White House was built by African American slave labor, so these are things that we don't come to the fore with. Uh, and I think to deny my history or to die, uh, deny uh, Native American history or Asian American history or anybody's history is to deny it to all. For example, when I was in school, uh, by not teaching true facts, the White kids in the class got the same facts I got, and it gives a sense of superiority and inferiority. If you take out the good things I've done and only leave the bad, then I'm going to be I'm going to be villainized. Uh, I'm only you're only seeing the the things that weren't very good. Uh, but as I, being a history and uh, historian, uh, I've seen what I'm very proud of who I am. If I died today, I'd come back as an African American. Uh, I'm I'm glad of what my people have accomplished and what we have given to America. But I'm not only uh, glad about what we've contributed. The Mexican Americans have contributed. The Asian Americans built the railroad. The coolies—they call them coolies—going out west. Uh, So, but they were discriminated against. Uh, So we have a situation where we only have upheld what white Americans have done. It, it is a, it's sort of a, a, a travesty in, in a way. Um, when, yeah. you look, when we look at TV, did, when did the last time you saw a 007 that was black, brown, and a color, but white?
0: I voted for Idris Elba. I think he'd be awesome at that role.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But now he, yeah. is, you know, does he have a chance to do that?
0: No. So, well, no. Now, don't you think nowadays things have gotten a little better, though? I mean, not, certainly not low Ranger times. Yeah. We've had, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The African
0: American yeah. president, and you know, you know, a lot, of, a lot of prominent people are coming up. So I think, I think it's changing. Don't you or not?
1: No, I think right now we're in, in we're in an inflection point in in America uh, mm-hmm. that will change things for the better, or they'll go very bad very quickly. We're we're yeah. at a very, uh, very serious inflection point on the environment on racial right. issues, on the, the, the diseases, how we treat one another is, is right in the forefront uh, of right. where we are. Uh, yeah. right we're in a situation where we have forest fires that, and people didn't listen to these scientists when they talked about a global warming. Now we're in, in the middle of a, a global pandemic, the lake meat is drying up. Uh, a lot of things are happening, and this is geography. You know, water is very important. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to live right on Lake Michigan, on the shores of Lake Michigan. But uh, if you're in Las Vegas, I have a sister in Las Vegas and that, that's a serious situation in California, serious situation in Arizona. So, but we didn't listen. Water Without water, what can you do? Not much, you can't even live without it.
0: Yeah, you know, no, it? note to developers, don't develop a city in a, in a desert. That's not, not the best yeah. idea. I got a question for you about history. And I was I was look, looking at somebody's meme the other day that said of the 191 countries on the United Nations Security Council, England had invaded 171 of them. And I thought that was fascinating because it used to you know conquer the world, but nowadays countries have seemed to be able to kiss and make up a little bit, right? Uh, we're friends with Japan and Germany you know, just a couple of decades after, you know, a major bloody war. So if country can come together, why can't we do that as people? Or are we doing it? What's better the question is, what's the way, what's the solution to come together as individuals if countries can do it?
1: Okay, one is uh, greed. Greed is uh, one of the things that uh, if I conquer you, I can then take your resources and I can uh, become very wealthy from your resources. Uh, Uh, You know, we have to, i tell you the one word that that, uh, everybody ought to put on the edge of their tongue, and that's respect. Respect for the land, respect for other people, respect. And because we have such a prevalent amount, abundant amount of disrespect, that is what starts wars, whether it's the country, whether it's your next door neighbor. A person that gets respect gives respect. And uh, usually if you disrespect someone, there's there's a consequence of that. And many wars have been started over disrespect. Uh, Greed, you know, you take slavery in America was greed. It's simple that the Europeans uh, found a cheap source of labor, not cheap, a free source of labor, basically, and therefore, you know, they, they took the labor and so they made them very wealthy. The South of America and a lot of America was built on on the backs of, of slave labor. And so we have to recognize these things and quit sticking our hand in the sand and saying that these things do not exist. They do exist. And uh, until we recognize these things, until we honestly recognize these things, that we you have to look at your path. If I go out and I shoot somebody, then I'm a murderer at that point. I mean, in cold right. blood, I'm a murderer. So then I could turn around and say, "No, I'm a great man." That doesn't make me a great man. I'm still a murderer. So you know, this this is the way America America has a myth, and it lives on myth, and it it lives on a lot of untruths. And we that's coming to the head now when you have people walking down the halls in your capital trying to overthrow a government. And it's simple. It's not not a thing that we're this was that was an insurrection. Insurrection in some countries uh, are handled very different than what we have we should okay i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna play devil's advocate with you here for a moment if i can sure okay um we all know that slaves built our country our railroads you know everything i think that's i think that's known i don't think anyone's hiding that i don't think it's talked about a lot but it's that it's definitely a fact and it's in all of our school books so no one's hiding the fact that you know slavery was a pretty big deal and we were one of the last countries to to stop it, so that's kind of well known. And respect is a huge thing. I think that's really important to do that. But I, my question was, what can we do right now? Awareness, I think. I think awareness, in my opinion, is is pretty good. But I think that people are focusing so much on the past, they forget about the present. You no, know,
1: in, in the in the present moment, you said yeah. uh, something about. Is being taught. No, it is not being taught. You go to the average high school, the history books haven't been re- been rewritten. Re- 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 uh I was a teacher. That's another thing that I have been in my oh, life. Yeah. So the history books that I saw were were not, you know, saying that the, Madam CJ Walker was the first millionaire in America, woman, female. Uh, no, I'm talking
0: you- about no, I'm talking about the slavery issue. The slavery in the in the railroads, what I brought up.
1: Yeah, that that we do, we are making progress. But yeah, I, had sure. a, I had a I had I had a teacher that said, uh, in one of my African American history book uh, teachers, he said, if you got a 400 pound elephant, 500 uh, pound elephant standing on your toe, it hurts to the second he takes his weight off of your foot. So that's kind of the way I think uh, we are. Yeah, we make progress, but America's what? I think the first slaves came in the year 1619 or about that. So, you know, and where are we now? In, in 2021? That's a long time. And you, we should have corrected many of America's. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: But again, I'm sorry, Sylvester, you're talking about the past. I want, to, I want to know about today, what I can do tonight when I go out to make a difference.
1: You can do a simple thing. Do it. unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's that would make needed. That's all you need. And if we can't, we as human beings cannot get to that point. It's clear, yeah. do unto others. Don't do something right. to me you yeah. wouldn't want done to you. And yeah. if, if if we live by that rule, I don't I don't give what religion you are or where you come exactly. from. If you live by that rule, we that's mm-hmm. why it's called the Golden Rule. And and that right. is that's just universal. If you do it's, that it summarizes live-
0: it summarizes everything. Ten Commandments, the the entire Bible. If you just do that one rule, it covers everything. It's foundational. I love it. it
1: does. It does. So you yeah. said that. What would what, what what can we do? We can start doing that. Right. We can stop, and we can stop being fearful of everything. We are very fearful. Uh, yeah. You know, fear fear motivates a lot of things that we do. Uh, Sylvester,
0: so- I have not I have not watched the news as a habit, in like thirty years. <laughs> because all I see is fear, and trying to be afraid of immigrants or afraid of this. Or I mean, it's just it's horrible, and they use that to sell ads. I get it from a branding marketing standpoint, but it's ever since Walter Cronkite died, we've lost. <laughs> there's no more news. It's all propaganda.
1: I always thought he you should know, have been. I should have been a president.
0: He was uh, one of my favorite people. Was who's
1: he, that Walter Cronkite should have been the president? I, I, I yeah. Always, yeah,
0: yeah he probably could take the pay cut, but yeah, he was a, he was a gentleman and a scholar, right? If it's just easy. Right. But
1: yeah. we have lost your moral compass. Okay, America is a very rich country, okay? Yep, but very rich. in lots of different ways, but it's a, and it was blessed from the beginning because we had borders that protected us from uh, invasion. The ocean protected us quite a bit. So it's a very gifted and rich country. I love my country. But what the average black or brown citizen says sometimes, does my country love me? I love my country. I think most of most African Americans and Native Americans, uh Asian Americans, they love America. But now does America give the, the love that they get from the minorities? And I think that that you have something we should start to look at. What are we teaching our kids? What's been omitted from our history books? Because I think we our history books have admitted as much as it as it contains that is just and right. And yes that, we can start we can start today to write true history. I'm not t- that's today. I'm not talking about slavery all yeah. at this point. Yeah. Although yeah. my book starts out every book that I've that I've written in my four part series is yeah. it started out with a dedication to the people who started this in the slave
0: ship. That's where it starts. Good.
1: Because oh, my of- gosh.
0: I want to hear about your books now. We'll get well, I, we, I'd love to talk to you more about the uh, the history and geography of the world, because that's just a fascinating topic. But I'm equally fascinated with this trilogy you've created. Can you tell us about that?
1: Well, it's, it's beyond a trilogy, because there's three books. And I'm just I uh, working on the fourth book I'm into. Okay, well, so far, yeah. Yeah, so, so far. Yeah. Uh, it's been well-received. Uh, first couple of books have been four-star awarded by readers' favorites. Uh, it, it's about my aunt who started, and my family started in Money, Mississippi. I don't know if any one of your listeners know about Money, Mississippi, but it was the place where Emmett Till was killed and thrown in the Tallahatchie River, which flows through Money, Mississippi. And that was the spark that started the civil rights movement period. That was before Martin Luther King. That was before Roosevelt. That was before the marches. That's what started it was in the year 1955 that that occurred. Uh, so my folks was from that little sleepy town on, uh, in that in Mississippi. Uh, they all came north in the Great Migration, which is a historical fact. Negroes left the South because of the in- humane treatment in the South. It was a little better in the North, and so they all pulled up and took the train north. And so that's a historical, big historical thing in the Black community, in the any community. Uh, it changed the, the way America was. And during World War II, uh, there were jobs that paid pretty good money com- compared to what was in the South, picking cotton. So my aunt, basically, uh, she came to Chicago in the year 1937. Uh, she worked uh, during World War II as Rosie the Riveter. And a lot of black people did, and the brown people did. So when we see a picture of Rosie the Riveter. She's always white, but no, she's not always white. Uh, they, we contributed to the war effort just like everybody else. So that needs to be put into books, who we are. And don't take my time. Con- I, I give the great explorers, the great white explorers. I give them every bit of credit and the things for their accomplishments. Okay. Don't take mine. That's what I'm saying. And then that's what America has done. It has robbed a lot of us of our history in, in the books. So that's something we can do today: is get with the people that write the books and write truth. Put uh, if you if you don't put what I do that's good and great, uh, I'm gonna have a different opinion, and I'm gonna think if you only show the negative things that I do, the negative images, and that's what you say you don't look at the news because we are vilified. Minorities in this country are vilified.
0: The and, and, is, and the you know, news is the news is by the, I can call it propaganda now. It's designed to divide us, it's designed to create fear because that's what makes people wanna watch it and they sell more ads that way. It's because our, our nature, our, our limbic brain is designed to avoid danger, right? It's very primeval what they're doing. I study psychology a lot. It's like, this is why it works. They tried a good news station back in the 80s and nobody watched it, so it didn't work. So they have all the big red banners and they do anything to inflame us and make us, you know, hate Trump or hate Biden or hate they, they focus on the hate and fear and that's what that's what sells ads so i'm a i'm a big champion for positive stories like yours so i okay. want to hear about the the first book here want to hold that book up the uh the first one the road to money
1: there you go you can see it good there but that's it it's kind of crooked but that and that's my aunt uh the book starts when she was eight years old, because naturally she didn't do too much before that age. And it, it starts with her coming into town with, with my great grandfather on an old wagon drawn by a mule. So the first book was all in Mississippi; it was all set in Mississippi. The second book is when uh, she took the train north in the Great Migration, and it it talks about uh, you know coming north and. One of the things in the book she couldn't understand, they went across the Mississippi River. And down south, she was never allowed to sit next to a white person. But when they crossed the river on the other side, it was was okay. People. So those little details of of how, you know, backwards uh, racism is. Uh, And and once racism is like a disease, it is a tumor that metastasizes as time goes on. And so that's one of the things America has to deal with. The other thing I'm afraid for my country at this point, I'm very afraid in the year 2021 uh, for my country. I love my country, but being a historian, if you're a historian, you will feel for America because democracy is not guaranteed. It is not something that you can take for granted. Maybe you did, but right now we we have the type of adversarial relationship. You got Democrats, you got Republicans some parts of the world you have several different uh political parties here if the democrats in the republicans are at their throats and if the republicans and the democrats are at their throat so we need to maybe look at some of the things that, that the laws that we have one of my favorite things that i think that should be changed today is you don't appoint the supreme court justices for life it's ridiculous it's pathetic and you have, if you get a bad justice, you stuck with that justice for for his lifetime,
0: because which could be forty
1: or fifty years.
0: That, yeah, but you, under, you understand the premise behind that. It was to prevent them having to politic to to be reelected each time. So it's a lifetime appointment. If you make a good decision, they don't have to worry about politicking.
1: And how's that working for us?
0: <laughs> how does that uh, work? Well, do I don't that? know. What? I guess it depends on your. It, de- it depends on your point of view. On which way the, the court has every two or three terms, it shifts a little bit as people pass and as different presidents put that one or sometimes two people on, it it, it tweaks a little bit, right? So it's not perfect.
1: But wouldn't even so it be better day term? I'm not saying a, a short term,
0: 10-15 years. I mean, we, I we think the bigger for- term the bigger term limit should be with our senators and congressmen.
1: Yeah, I think starting there. Like everything should be terminated there's nobody should yeah. be appointed to nothing for life because okay the other side of that thing is uh corruption sits in who says justices are not corrupt i mean we gotta sit it's like having a broken car it's making all kind of noise the pistons are not hitting quite the way they should the, the tires are kind of wobbly and out of line and you drive it down the road and you say there's nothing wrong with this car this is the way it is uh this is the way it, no it always has been but the car gets old. Things need to change in that car. You need to change the oil, you need new tires, the brakes go out. Well, same thing with a country. Same thing if you put it on a mechanical basis. So um, that's my theory of it. I think we definitely need to change uh, our structures. A lot of them had to be looked at. Uh, what What do you do with a rogue president? What do you do with that? It'll come again if you don't straighten it out. It's it, not a one-time thing, people learn and my study of history takes me to Nazi Germany in 1930s. And uh, those people said, a whole lot of people said, Zig Heil, you know. So we're, we're at a, a real inflection point in America. Uh, I hope that the good in the country wins out. I'm not sure of that, because around the world, if you, if you put this on a world platform today, you have Turkey. You have Adawan in Turkey, who is, uh, you know, a, a strong man. You have North Korea, strong man. You have Russia, strong man. Venezuela has changed uh, sort of uh, different type of government. Uh, I just got back from Cuba a little while ago. So uh, I'm, I'm familiar with what goes on around the world. And if we don't get it together, we will have a strong man type of government. As simple as that. The people who are who are trying to change our government right now are very serious about that. One factor is that the, the racial dynamic in the country is changing. This will become a minority of country. Uh, the, the minorities will have the numbers, and it, the majority white society will be outnumbered. That means I voted. If you go one person, one vote, yeah, that's the fear. That's the fear. That is why we we don't touch it. That's the third rail. But I'm I'm here to tell you what's going on. That is a lot of the things that we're going through with the Democrats and the Republicans right now yeah. in the fear that the black and the brown people uh you know are gonna put the, the, the Caucasian males who have run this country for yep. up until recently yeah. out of power. It's simple. It's power, it's about power, it's yeah. about money. Those two things that, that we're going through. Now we can go so far with that and we'll turn into a, a strong man type of government. And right. uh, you know, we've had uh a president that really didn't, shouldn't have been president as far as I'm concerned, but that's just my opinion. And, and, and it's people following uh, myths and lies. It's not just about that. It's about uh, even the vaccines. We can't even shoot ourselves. When I was a kid I, and they had polio, they had polio. Everybody got a polio shot. Nobody, no big deal. Everybody wanted it. This is something that's going to keep me from being sick. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm not understanding. And when I went to school, you know, my mom had to go to school and you had to sign up and you had to give all your shots for tetanus and dip theory and all this good stuff to go to school. And if you didn't so
0: you didn't do it, you had a problem. What's- See, what's- can I – I'm going to play devil's advocate again because I'm a – I recently um. – I'm a libertarian, in case you hadn't guessed. I like their book. Streams both bother me. But I keep thinking about people who who've formed an opinion – think everybody else is wrong and i used to be one of those people i'm not anymore i listen to people say well that makes sense more people who are hospitalized were unvaccinated so you should get vaccinated but that doesn't mean i can't listen to their their point of view like well gosh this is an experimental vaccine polio vaccine had been tested for a decade before they rolled it out this is brand spanking new so should you mandate that if it's experimental even though it's been approved recently I don't know. I'm 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 my opinion is like I don't I think that it's smart to do it, but I wouldn't force somebody until ten years from now or so after it's been tested because we don't know any side effects yet. It's too too, too soon. So I don't know, man. I, I like I like challenging my own beliefs, I guess, is my point. I do too. You know,
1: and, yeah. and here, here here's my opinion on it. Your yeah. rights in when you make me sick, your rights at, at that point. You don't have the right to make other people sick. You you know, if you're, vac- if, 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 if you're carrying something or could carry something that makes another person sick, you're right. Ended it right at the point you infected someone else. But
0: if, that- if you're vaccinated, oh. how can I get you sick? Pardon? If you're vaccinated, how can an unvaccinated person hurt that person?
1: An unvaccinated person can get sick and then spread the disease. They become carriers. Uh, you to know, who? it's like, it's like, it's to like who? you can do, you can spread it to anybody because we're just getting through the. the wait a minute. If, wait, hold
0: on a second. Follow the logic here. If you're unvaccinated, can you affect a vaccinated person? If you, so, they, what's the point of the vaccine?
1: Well, you can't. But here again, what what would we have had had not this vaccine been developed?
0: No, uh, Michael, no. Numbers, I want answer. I'm trying to focus on the point. I'm not arguing, I'm just discussing. Yeah, yeah. But if if somebody's like forcing people to do a medical procedure is is that's that's what Mengele did in, in you know, in Germany, all right? So I if somebody is vaccinated, they're protected. If somebody's unvaccinated, they choose that. Say they're Amish, right? And they go to a train station. How can an unvaccinated person Harm somebody who's vaccinated.
1: Because if they're vaccinated,
0: they're... they should be vaccinated. If it doesn't work, then what's the point?
1: Nothing is it's a circular reference. Nothing is a hundred percent. There, there's break. What they call breakthrough cases. There, there's nothing that's a hundred percent. So you got maybe five, maybe six percent of, of of the vaccine is maybe not affected in that particular person. But the cemetery. Yeah. Now you know Vietnam. We thought that was bad. How many people have died of COVID, and compared to the war, this is a terrible scourge on us. And if we yeah. if we don't get away from our individual, I'm American and I can do what I want, and you can. Government can't tell me nothing. Hey, it's a lot of those people I have lost personally in my family, and yeah. yeah. and cousins. So I know that this stuff is real, and I would hate to think I would lose my, yeah. my kids to it. It's real. And you know, yeah. here's another thing about the disease. It doesn't care whether you're yeah. black. It don't care whether you're white. It don't care whether you're rich. It don't care whether you're fat. It don't care. It doesn't care. It's a disease. It's looking for a host, and that virus yeah. will ki- yeah. have the power to kill you. So now right. that and that in my little mind, <laughs> I may not be an Einstein, but I put two and two together. I would rather really get a shot any day of the week than yeah. take a chance. It's like putting a gun to your head, Russian roulette. I put the gun right. to my yeah, head. I yeah. hope it don't go off. Because if it goes off, I'm through. And a lot of right. people in the cemetery, and they're going every That's still... And here's another thing. The people who are unvaccinated are dying, and the people who are vaccinated are not dying as quickly. I'm not saying there's no breakthrough cases. It's not 100%. But, you know, I'll take my odds at 90%. 10% breakthrough, that's okay. I mean, it's, 90% is a pretty good number. So, Very good. Really and like,
0: I'm just fascinated by the conversations, and I love... Hearing everybody's opinion on it because it's just it's fun to listen to people and find out what their what their belief systems are and how they think. You know, it's interesting to me. So I, I don't want to okay. get too much in the vaccine thing. I want to talk more about your your books, of course, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little more of an expert on
1: my books than I am on
0: vaccines. Yeah, I, everybody's an expert <laughs> on vaccines now that we're uh, now that we're in this pandemic, of course. But um, so you, this was based on your aunt's life, right? The the, the, then- the books. It's 75 But you said you mixed a little bit of fiction with fact with it.
1: Yeah, it's 75% fact, about 25% yeah. fiction. And the only reason I have that 25% in there is that that she gave me the bricks, my family gave me the bricks and I had to put the mortar to make the bricks come together, connect the tissue. Uh, so I it see. really is a you. She was, she was quite the lady. She actually went, she stood on the Great Wall of China she traveled to Vietnam. She went to yeah. she's a world traveler. That's what I got my
0: my love of travel. Yeah. That's beautiful. So it's called The Road to Money, folks. It's a beautiful book. I can't wait to get these. I want to get them myself. Um, right now there's one publisher, all three. What's out right now?
1: All three is out. I'm on number all four. three are out. I'm on number In
0: four.
1: The show, I'm a four. Nice. In the show
0: notes below, we've got links to uh Sylvester's website. And his books—they sound fascinating. I can't wait to read them. It's—it's um, it's a true story about his aunt going from the, the 20s up till when, she still with us. Or she 2009.
1: she, she 2009. actually died about three days after Obama was elected. Oh
0: so my she, gosh! You got to see she, it at least. Yeah. She kept
1: saying she kept saying, "I'm going, I'm going to see first Greg president," and she made it. Uh, he was elected for three days, and then she passed away. So it, it, I tend to wrote that in a Hollywood Isn't that <laughs> it, you know.
0: No, it just, that's yeah, like a yeah. closing credit era. I wanna see a man of color make the White House. Oh, okay, good. No, I can't. Yeah, you're right.
1: So, and brilliant. she was ninety one, she was ninety one years old when she passed away. Oh
0: wonderful. So uh
1: and, and and what I tried to do is put music. Uh the book puts mm-hmm. the music in. Louis Armstrong oh, cool. is in there, there's Juke ah. Joints in there, there's ah. uh picnics in there, there's uh uh, assassinations of Kennedy in, in, in the book. Mm-hmm. I cover mean, history. She is the foreground. Background is the music, the character, the history of America. She's moving through America uh, from the age of uh, you know eight years old all the way up to ninety-one years so old. So that's
0: right. It's it's like a it's like a black woman for Scump. I love it, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. it is it, it, a true story that you know. Yeah. And I think here again, I think there's a lot of my aunts, but not everybody goes to a millionaire. She was in yeah. real estate and the reason oh, that she could, the reason she succeeded. now here's a, here's, a, here's something. She could have not done what she had done, but her husband that she married, Sydney, my uncle Sydney, he yeah. passed for a white person. And so he was able to buy real estate, okay? With, with the restricted covenants and everything we have that the country did to keep yeah. black people from owning. Uh, she, uh, he passed, when he passed away, they were together 11 years. He passed away, and naturally, the property went to him. Then there was another thing in the book about a Jewish lady who lived next to them with a with a neighbor, and went upon her death, all of uh, she had a land contract to buy the building, mm-hmm. and when she died, the she put in her will that there would be no further payments due on that property. Oh, so now oh, she had two. So I mean, these, she got breaks in life but she got around racism. She got, uh, black people have to always get around. Uh, it, it's like a game that we have to play. My, my yeah. mom we have to be smarter. We gotta work harder mm-hmm. and we gotta work longer. And, that, and that, that's a shame because what do you, here's another thing, you lose something and you don't know what you lost by holding people back. If I hold a little Mexican kid back, what would that kid uh, could have become? Could have been a great author. Could have been a great doctor. Could, it's it's could the biggest,
0: passed. the biggest travesty of 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 human existence is unfulfilled potential. Man, that's right. that's a beautiful statement, sir. Absolutely true. Okay. I, I um I've had run-ins with my kids' teachers, and I've heard them say things that were sounded innocent to them, but to me, it was like putting a knife in my kid's chest. Um, and I'm like, I want to call a teacher up and just ream her a new one. So you don't tell a kid they're no good or they can't do something. I mean, let them go through life. And when they're 45, they can have, they can come to that conclusion on their own. But with their kids, they can do whatever they want. You've got to encourage them at any mm-hmm. age, for, certainly, but especially yeah. when they're young.
1: The reason that my family, uh, was, I was always taught education is the key to the door. And if you don't have the key, sometimes you can't get in. Uh, they didn't mean that, that, that if you didn't go to Harvard or Yale, that you, you couldn't get in. It meant that uh, you could take a trade, you could do, but you had to be educated in some way you could go to Harvard. Now, I do uh, have a nephew who's a PhD in biochemistry, he works for the government. I have another uh, brother who can speak five languages, including farces. Uh, I have uh, my sister and uh, another br- uh, brother who are principals of a, of a school. So it, it, it paid off for me. I guess I'm doing something right.
0: But, uh, yeah, you got you got a smart, smart family. That's good.
1: The, and that and that came from, now you got to think. We can't make excuses. Well, we're black and we can't do it. Excuses never right. get anything done. Excuses, yeah. uh, my mother used to say, is worth a dime a dozen. It, yeah. uh, the, the excuses are the tool of the incompetent. If you mm-hmm. do, do the what you're supposed to do, then you won't have to make the excuse in the first place. So that's the way I was raised. It was pretty stern in a way, but we had yeah, to. I would, if I came back again, I I'd choose the same family. I was very, very fortunate to have the family oh, that I was born into. Beautiful. Extended. Beautiful. If I didn't like what my mother did, I'd go to my grandmother. If I didn't like my grandmother, I went to my father, stepfather. And it was so extended. I probably had uh, 20 or 30 relatives, 12 beautiful aunts. And nobody yeah. let me fall. And it was back in the day when you, you were held accountable for what you did. Yeah. One of the things that we have a problem with now is there's no accountability in, in any yeah. way, shape, or form for anybody. Uh, kids are not uh, held responsible. Uh, we mm-hmm. can go into the capital, and people seem not to be held responsible to the degree they should be. So these are the kinds of things that will lead a, a country to fall. Now, I've read about a lot of the Roman Empire. Nazi Germany. I could, I could, I could give you a list of countries that fell from within, not from without. Uh, you countries usually get soft in the middle and then fall in to the
0: center. I yeah, mean, we, we may have, had, we may have had our time. We'll see. I hope, I hope I'm around when things are, are are good, and I don't see anything get serious. But I, I'm with you. I, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to see a whole lot of good yet. I gotta, you know, what? That's my my closing statement to you, sir. Is like, you know what? We see a lot of crap out there, so we have to go back to what you said about respect and the golden rule. And as my Angela said, let's be the change that we want to see in the world.
1: That's the way it's got it. That's that we have to. We the change starts with me, and yes, change really. starts with yep. you. And uh, you know, yeah, don't point. To, usually, when you point the finger to somebody else, there's a bunch of fingers pointing back. That's at That's right. You.
0: I love that one. Yeah. With that being said, we got to cut out, man. We got a little over. That's okay, because I don't have any commercial breaks. We just like to put the show out here. But folks, um, this has been Sylvester Boyd, author of The Road from Money. It's a brilliant uh, portrait. Hello? Hello?